One of the more important election results of the 2020 cycle was Shalonda Webb unseating St. Louis County Councilwoman Rochelle Walton Gray. The St. Louis County Democrat will soon represent a big slice of North County that has struggled for years in fostering economic development and fighting crime. Webb joins us next on the latest episode of Politically Speaking to talk about her vision for the 4th District and what she expects when she joins the council in January. Let's hit the music. This is the Politically Speaking podcast, the definitive show about Missouri politics. It's a little complicated in Bolivar because there is a Parsons family there. But we also knew that it was important to make sure that that we got to where we needed to go. You know if you walk in a room and you're getting ready to make a decision and everybody in the room looks like you, you need to stop. And right now what happens in the United States Senate is as critical as anywhere else in the country. I really want the state to succeed. We want everybody to uh, know that we're all working together. I just worked hard to try to build my name where I didn't have the money. And welcome to Politically Speaking. I'm your host, St. Louis Public Radio political correspondent, Jason Rosenbaum. Joining me via Zoom, she is the councilwoman-elect for St. Louis County's 4th District. Our guest today is Yolanda Webb. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am very excited to talk with you because we have a lot to talk about and uh, there's a whole lot of intrigue and uh, excitement over your impending inauguration as the 4th District Councilwoman, which I think is in, it's not the 1st of January anymore. I believe it's like the first or second week of January, if I'm not mistaken. First, Jason, let me thank you for having me on today. I greatly appreciate this opportunity. Uh, I'm excited as well to be in your company and to share uh, some of my thoughts. And um, as for the inauguration, that will be Tuesday, January 12th. Yes, it it typically was the first day of January. Uh, Anytime there was an odd numbered county year, I would have to actually work on New Year's Day. But thanks to the Charter Commission, I no longer have to do that, and I'm very glad. Um, So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I know this was your first time running for office, but I don't think you're a stranger to politics, given that your husband used to be a state representative. Um, Who is Shalonda Webb, and and why did you decide to dive into this crazy world of St. Louis County politics? So uh, Shalonda Webb, I am um, a true Southern girl, born and raised in Port Arthur, Texas. Um, I moved to St. Louis, Missouri in 98 via Nashville, Tennessee, where I attended Fisk University and graduated with a computer science degree. And that is how I got here. I accepted a job as a software engineer at the Boeing company 22 years ago. Um, My career has definitely been focused in uh, at the Boeing company this entire time. Um, But I've always been engaged in my community uh, from when I very first stepped foot at in St. Louis. Uh, from Mentor St. Louis, Junior Achievement at Hazelwood Central, Each One Teach One, the St. Louis Crisis Nursery, uh, being my neighborhood uh, cookout coordinator. Uh, so always engaged at one time having a youth organization that focuses on, on sports, but then initially brought the kids in with that. And then we changed to their focus to business development, financial, technical uh, exposure. So always been engaged in the community. So um But politics was not what I was pursuing. Community engagement is more what I've always been passionate about. Um, As you stated, my husband is Stephen Webb. He was formerly the state rep of our district. 
and served in the house for a number of years. Uh, but what made me so decide to actually pursue this was just what I said before, my community engagement. And as a mother, as a wife, and a, as a neighbor, I am looking around me and I'm seeing how our community is changing. And my greatest thing about this all is it started with helping a neighbor with a specific issue who referred me to another neighbor to help them out. And then lo and behold, it was like, well, would you like to be a part of this community leadership? What could you offer? What could you do for this community? And that's how I got engaged um, to actually run for this position. You ended up running against the incumbent, Councilwoman Rochelle Walton-Gray, as well as another opponent that came in third. I think what was really surprising to me is that uh, Councilwoman Gray comes from a, a political family, too. And they had lots of people on the ballot this cycle that all won, including Angela Walton Mosley, who will be the state senator for the 13th district, who we hope to have on in the future. But you won pretty decisively. Um, what do you think was the reasoning behind why you won? I know you did have some pretty high level support. There were some labor unions that supported you. I believe Congressman Lacey Clay and State Senator Gina Walsh also supported you. So you had real support. I think people were surprised that you won and won so decisively because other members of the so-called Walton political family won, uh, except Rochelle Walton Gray. What do you think was the key behind your victory? Reaching out to people and connecting with them about their concerns and mothers and wives and family members. It's beyond just the people we know. We're talking about the people we want to serve. We're grateful for all the people that we know and that were supportive of me, very thankful. But I want to serve and work for the people. So I worked. And I don't know how closely you watch, but I worked. And my children worked. And my husband worked. And we got engaged. And um, people would say, who's, who's your machine? Who's behind you? And I would say, uh, Sean, Stephen, and Sterling, uh, members of Sterling's football team and parents that wanted to help me out and connected with what I wanted to do in the community. So uh, it was grassroots. And we took nothing for granted, always focusing on what who I am and what I would like to do for our community and how I could serve um, and just sell, making sure that we told our neighbors or shared with our neighbors, excuse me, just that and not promising anything other than I will work hard, I will be accessible, I will communicate and I want you to hold me accountable. That was basically it, Jason. I think that... Uh... Uh, the promises aspect of this is is key because your district includes a lot of unincorporated North St. Louis County, as well as places like Florissant, um, which are incorporated. But the unincorporated part of North St. Louis County, a lot of people that live there have felt that county government has neglected that area for years. And there's crime. There's a lack of an economic development there. And people can run and say, yeah, I'm going to fix all of that. But delivering on that is a whole nother thing. So I, I'm interested to see what your approach is going to be to uh, representing an area that has been left behind for a while and how you feel that you could be a, a representative for that area that turns things around. So I think we have started that. And that's one by saying I'm not making you these promises. As I walk through Castle Point or Glasgow or 
uh, Bell Fountain neighbors or Bellman Farms, my communication was consistent. What is your concerns? How can I be your voice? But we're in this together. So there's no quick, quick fix to any of this. As a person that works in the Department of Defense, I know government takes time. But what I can guarantee you is communication. What I can guarantee you is accessibility and wanting to provide oversight. And so all of those things is what resonated with our communities. They too see and hear the increase in sirens. They see the speeding that is, that is not challenged. And they want to make sure that those concerns they have is going forth and actually being addressed. So that means building a coalition is what I'm getting at, Jason. That's a coalition that includes not just myself, it includes my neighbors. It also includes those who are in leadership, those who are department heads, those who serve and protect our community. It's a coalition. And so bringing people to the table and making sure all voices are heard and then some follow through to make sure that we hold St. Louis County accountable to our people. The people came out and voted. That means they wanna see something done. And I feel like they have selected me to provide that voice and have that accountability, to hold that accountability. Let, well, let's talk about one area where um, that has gotten a lot of attention, that's COVID-19, because St. Louis County government has played a gigantic role in ordinary people's lives about uh, whether their businesses stay open or whether they're restricted, um, you know, whether they have to wear masks or not. And depending on who you ask from a political leadership point, uh, some people are really happy with the way St. Louis County has dealt with COVID-19 and other people feel like it's been too strict. Other people are are saying like Sam Page hasn't gone far enough. What have you heard from people in your district about the county's response to COVID-19 and what would you want to do differently or what would you want to push the administration to do differently that they're not doing right now? So I've heard mixed comments and perspectives throughout the community. But what has been consistent in our community is that we know and believe and we feel that this is real. So COVID-19 may be for some, oh, that happened to them over there. Uh, oh, I know of a person, but for our community in North County, oh, that is my mother. Oh, my father passed. Oh, my husband is battling now, he's in ICU. So our community has, I think, greater than some others may, taken to wearing the mask. I mean, I have teenage sons and young adults and mama running to the store, let me grab my mask. So it's real to us. Um, there have been some appreciative efforts by the county, but there is more to be done. We're grateful that we eventually got the testing sites and things are in place. We got some of the PPE. We are uh, thankful for that. And in, a, in our thankfulness, we still need to make sure that we address the level of need in our community, which is greater and different than other communities. And so what I would like to do for the county is to make sure that we address the level of need, the equity of that need, and not so much of, it's always the same for everyone. I'm sure you've been paying attention to one of the big conflicts on the council is how much power St. Louis County Executive Sam Page has over the orders. And there, when you come on the council, um, depending on what you do, you could be a decisive vote on those types of issues. 
Um, I imagine you're not going to tip your hand quite yet, but I, I'll ask you a different question. Like, how would you want to, since you are going to be a new council person, and we'll get to the whole dynamics of the council later in the show, how would you want to use your, I guess, independentness to maybe bridge some of the divides uh, when it comes to the the conflict over how much power the county executive should have uh, over over how to deal with COVID-19? So you was right, Jason. Um, I'm not in, in, in office yet. And uh, it's not even about tipping a hand, it's that I am not there. And so I'm gonna let those in office there continue to govern. But what I will do is be attentive and make sure that we work together. Um, my approach going into this opportunity or being able to serve my community is that I'm going to build relationships to benefit this community. I'm going to build relationships ultimately that will benefit St. Louis County and St. Louis in general. What we want to do is make sure that we are open and willing to work together. I think that's the biggest thing as I've been observing these council meetings for, for, for months and months and months now, more intensely than ever, is that we want it to benefit our community and we want to work together. I think that's, let's be civil, let's be respectful of each other um, and let's work to do what's good for the people. We are serving, we are servant leaders um, and we wanna make decisions that benefit the community. Um, someone asked me recently and, and uh, I may be overstepping more than the question you asked, but someone recently asked me, what, what's gonna be your, how, how are you gonna think about this? And I always say my core, in my decision-making is first, I like hearing all perspectives and I like to be educated about a topic, but my core navigation system is truth and team when, when I think about my working, but in my community, it will be truth and community. And those questions that come along with that is, I'm fighting for North County's future. So my first question is gonna be, how would this help North County? And the second question is, will this hurt North County? And that's my perspective going in, in every conversation that I have. We'll be right back after this quick break with Councilwoman-elect Shalonda Webb. And we're back on Politically Speaking with Councilwoman-elect Shalonda Webb. She will be joining the St. Louis County Council in mid-January. I want to turn to economic development because one of the big issues in the 4th District has been Jamestown Mall. Um, it's this this mall that has been vacant for years. There have been uh, this, this, there's been this long-standing effort to somehow redevelop it, redevelop it into something. And I think that's going to be a big topic of conversation for you in the next four plus years. I want to give you a chance to, to address that. And, and how would you want to see that mall made into something tangible, useful, and vibrant for your district? So yes, Jamestown Mall has been there for almost 10 years in that current state of, of currently being unusable, uh, can occupy it. It has been an eyesore for the community. It has been a safety hazard for the community. It has been a point where there have been some criminal activity. You know, it's just the, 
not a good thing for the community as a whole. And even this summer where there was two fires there. So Jamestown Mall is always at the forefront of our community. If you live in one of these zip codes, 63034, anywhere in this district, Jamestown Mall is a concern for you. And I remember when Charlie Dooley was in office and I participated in the Urban uh, in Land Institute study. And we had this great, I mean, we went to Flow Valley for weeks, putting a plan together, working through what the community wanted and it didn't materialize. So why I shared that background is the first thing first, Jason, we have to re regain the community's trust. You know, there have been promises and promises and promises and nothing has materialized. And so we've got to regain the community's trust. I won't speak uh, exactly about what Jamestown is planning to be. I have been in talks with the Port Authority um, multiple times. Um, they are entertaining bids. Uh, in fact, I was at uh, a meeting recently and um, there was feedback about the bids, where they are with that process. And so there may be decisions made about Jamestown Mall before Shalonda Webb even touches ground on January 12th. And so Hopefully, when I get engaged more and I'm, I'm welcoming to those circles more, I can have more impact. It's going to be difficult, Jason, I, like we talked about before. It's not simple. It's going to be difficult, but we are intentional about what happens to the future of Jamestown Mall. That is my purpose of being here. I always felt like we started the show with that North County has been treated by the county so passively. And we need to be more intentional about what happens out here. And that's specifically about the development in this community, economic development in this community, from jobs to uh, safe havens and entertainment for our youth, um, to facilities for our, elder, uh, our elders community. All of those things are due and rightly deserved in North County. And we have to be intentional, put a plan for it. So first thing first, we got to make sure that we get rid of the eyesore. So we got to tear it down. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think, I, my understanding is it's not a situation where you just go in and you rehab it. You got to tear down the whole thing, which is going to cost millions upon millions of dollars, most likely. Yes, sir, it is. And it's probably going to cost um, about $10 million to just tear it down because they're, the property owners before, uh, there is no infrastructure inside. There's no escalators in there. There, uh, any of uh, any of that framework that was there from piping and things of that sort, it's all gone. So it's not habitable at all. So it has to be torn down. And that price tag to just tear it down is approximately ten million dollars. It's very, very large. Yeah. And then there's a whole question of like, what would go in its place? Would it be like? It's probably not going to be another mall. I think it goes without saying malls are not the wave of the future. Would it be like a mixed use development of, of commercial and residential? What have you heard, if anything? So I haven't um, heard much. Again, not privy to all of that information. Um, but what we would like to see, and I can talk to that, is a mixed use property, you know? But it's not... 
I don't know what's in place now and I don't know what, what they already talking about in the Port Authority and the decisions that's got that's already in motion to be made. But from the community aspect and from the community's view in living here, a mixed use property is what we would like to do. But is that risk mixed use property really realistic? I don't know until I get privy to some of this other information. And so uh, hopefully that'll come forth to me January 12th and we can start working with whatever where the current state is then. Well, let's talk about another thing that's going to be a big uh, factor about whether there's economic development in your district. That's crime. Um, as I mentioned before, since so much of your district is unincorporated, St. Louis County Police Department plays a huge role in crime fighting. Again, you do have municipalities, so I'm not saying it is uh, the, like the Florissant Police Department is in charge of Florissant. Um, I think that there's been some general concern about the leadership of the St. Louis County Police Department under Chief Barton. There clearly was before under uh, the, the prior chief. The council does not have direct oversight over the police department. That's the board of police commissioners. I, I do think that you could still say, I would like this type of thing in my district or this type of strategy. And perhaps the, the chief and the commissioners can listen, but you will have a voice. And I'm sure that people have told you what they want as far as crime fighting. What have you heard and what would you want to see in your district when it comes to policing? So first, Jason, I want to say that I recently was in a meeting and I did get to hear uh, from Captain Tim Cunningham. So I've never met neither the Captain Cunningham nor the, the head of the St. Louis Police uh, Department. But what he was sharing in that meeting that I was witnessing was that they are aware of the crime and some of the things that they've done to try to address some of the crime. Um, there are spectrums of crime, right? So from speeding to assault with the weapon, right? And so for the most part, all of that has uptick. There's been an increase in that. And so what we would like to see is some of those things addressed. Um, one thing that we have talked about, and I talked with neighbors when I was knocking and walking and meeting, it was just, what happened to our police presence in our neighborhood police offices? And I, they shared with me, I was vocal, but there has been a new police officer put in certain communities. Uh, in fact, that was when Tim Cunningham was sharing, Captain, excuse me, no disrespect. Captain Cunningham was sharing, he said, yeah, they have a, a one new uh, neighborhood police officers and they're working to get more. Uh, so things like that, when you talk neighbor to neighbor, having that police presence just in your community. Um, so that's one thing addressing, and I, I may be talking small at the beginning, but addressing the speeding. I mean, the speeding is getting out of control. So we wanna make sure that there's something put in place to, to help tamper all of that down. Um, Captain Ken Cunningham also shared about the amount of gun guns in the communities on the raid on the rise, excuse me. And so um, that they are looking into and we want to support initiatives to to for illegal firearms, excuse me, have a plan to go for to reduce that on our streets. Um, as you say, this all impacts the future of North County because this is something that curtains or do um, deters people from wanting to come and, and develop in the North County area. And that's gonna be all a part of that revitalization, rebranding and, and remarketing North County. 
we're going to have, before we can do that successfully, we got to show that we have a plan in place to address those, uh, those issues. And so uh, I'm wanting to work with the police department. Um, I'm, I'm want to make sure that they serve and, and protect our community and that they serve us with that, I want to say compassion, you know, have that value for our community like they have for any other community. Yeah, that was going to be my next question, because I have followed the relationship between the county police department and some municipalities, primarily black municipalities that have contracted with them over the years. And it's really been a mixed bag. Like there have been some municipalities that had St. Louis County uh, police their streets and then they went with somebody else, probably because it was more of an expense issue. But there's also, I think, a lack of trust between some black residents of the county and the county police department. In in your instance, you there's no real choice. Like the county police department has to police unincorporated St. Louis County. Like what have you heard from people about like the trust between themselves and the St. Louis County Police Department? Do, is it there? There may be mixed perceptions. There may be a different point of view. But I want to share from Shalanda's perspective. Um, if someone breaks in my house, I'm calling the police. If my child is abduct abducted, I'm calling the police. If some someone slide swipe my car while I'm parked on the side of the street, I'm calling the police. And so what I'm getting at is there is a place and a role for the police to play in our communities. And there is Yes, there needs to be improvements with the relationship with the police departments. Yes, we need to have some sensitivity and all of that training and unbiased training. But we have to rebuild the trust in our community with our police officers because we need our police officers. Um, and we just want them to value us, like I said before, like they value any other community. But there is responsibility and vulnerability on both sides of that coin. And so we must to rebuild that relationship. Um, and I don't have all the lists of everything that needs to be done to rebuild those relationships, but we don't work without each other. Our community needs our police and our police needs our community, right? So we need to find a way to rebuild that relationship, create new trust and respect for each other. Uh, in the last few minutes that we have, I want to go back to the whole uh, dynamics of the council. As You have now watched the council a lot, so you could definitely see that there is a split between people that are uh, favorable to County Executive Page. So I'm talking like uh, your soon-to-be predecessor, well, Councilwoman Walton Gray, Councilwoman Lisa Clancy, Councilwoman Kelly Dunaway. And then the other four members, the three Republicans in Rita Days, are very critical of, of, of County Executive Page. Uh, I think the reason I'm really interested in you entering the council is you could really be the swing vote on a lot of things about like if, if you go with the, the four people that don't like Page, uh, you, that's a veto-proof majority. Even though you are entering the council as a new person, you have a ton of leverage and power to influence really important policy me measures. First of all, you, you do realize that you're not coming into this naively. Uh, no, sir. Not naive at all. <laughs> so how are you going to uh, how are you going to navigate this? So very simply, Jason, 
I'm on North County side. So my decisions will be like we spoke earlier, based upon what's best for North County and if it hurts North County. The council in its dynamics, you already know that it's interesting. But my focus is definitely gonna be North County and making sure we can build a coalition that benefits them. Um, I'm not going to say I'm going to be on one, I'm on the side with this council member or with this other council member. I'm on the side with Sam Page. I'm on the side with what's best for North County. I can't know all the things that are going to occur once I get there, but I'm always going to use that as my guiding star. I'm sorry. I know you want to give, you want more than that, but I'm truly, that's how I'm going into this. And so it's not about who or what party or not. It's about what's best for North County. And that's what's gonna be my my North Star. That's what's gonna yep. guide me every decision. No, I, I actually, this is exactly what I expected because as I was mentioning before, if you firmly align yourself with one of the factions on the council, again, you lose a lot of leverage. Like you being able to uh, decide where you're going to go based on an issue based on the issue as opposed to how it affects the county executive or not again it, it puts a lot of power in, into into somebody's uh, decision making and i know i sound like a bro broken record but it's about north county i am here for north county and so none of i think i gave you all the inside baseball and you have the inside scoop guess what shalonda is going to be using to be her guiding principles does this help North County? Will this hurt North County? And that will be the driving force in all of my, my decision makings. And you definitely hold me accountable. Now, Shalonda, you said North County, and the, does it benefit or does it hurt? So that's kind of my approach to this. It's not about being in spotlight. Um, I may not uh, may not do what all expect, but if you know that my purpose and my, my core is that what I just shared, North County, does it benefit or does it hurt? And I know I keep saying it over and over because I want to drive it home to everybody. That is my compass. So whatever the issue is, whatever the, the comments are, or ordinance or whatever, those will be my guiding principles. And, I, and just from observing accounting, 90% or 80% of the work goes on on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, everybody's in agreement. It's these, it's these little bitty gotcha points that gets everybody all excited and takes your attention off the real ball. And so I want to stay focused on the real issues and using those guiding principles to help me make those decisions. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about? We've talked about some big ticket issues of crime, economic development, COVID-19, council dynamics. Is there any other thing that you want to bring to the council as far as a major issue? I want to bring the expectations of accountability professionalism and respect. That's all I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. I don't have an actual initiative that I want the council. I just want us to be a working governing body, governing body that uh, really works for the people of who we represent and are there to bring, hmm, just so people can be proud to be represented by us. I mean, for us to be representing them, I'm sorry. Um, there's a lot of dynamics 
that a lot of different areas, different districts share. You know, myself and Ms. Ritter have dynamics in our county that we share, it's common. Same for uh, South County and myself in, in North County. So if we can play on those things that we can work together on and leverage from each other and stop with the, some things that may divide us more, I think we could be a, a governing body for the county that will make the residents proud, get some things done and have some results, and then overall benefit this community as a whole. Uh, we want St. Louis, to, St. Louis County to be a shining light. We want people attracted in all facets of the county. I do believe want the same. Well, Councilwoman-elect, thank you so much for joining me today, and I'm really looking forward to uh, bothering you about a whole host of issues for the next four years plus, uh, because I am uh, one of the people that covers St. Louis County government for St. Louis Public Radio. For all of our stories, stlpublicradio.org. Follow me on Twitter at Jay Rosenbaum. I, I don't believe you're on Twitter, but if you want to provide uh, pe uh, information for people to find you on the World Wide Web, now is your opportunity to let people know how to get a, get a hold of you. So you are correct, Jason. I am not on Twitter. Uh, the engineer I am, I'm not a social engineer, and so I'm not on Twitter. But on Facebook, you can still find me at Shalonda Webb for County Council. And um, you can always reach out to me at info at shalondaweb.com. And so those are the two platforms you can use to reach out to me. Uh, once I officially get in office, may I have I may have another contact point, but that is where you can reach me for now. Thank you very much. And until next time, so long. <laughs>